Hi, I'm Joel Ingram. I'm Luke Davis. And I'm Jeremiah Ginn. And this is The, the Gays! The show where we talk about everything from politics to pop culture to... Paternity! <laughs> Paternity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do recommend getting tested uh, for your safety and everyone around you. Um, the baby is the, not yours. Exactly. The gays. You are not the father. That's what it is. In this week's episode, we have Maury Povich. Maury Povich. Um, and Connie, too. Uh, Hi, Connie. Oh, my God, Connie Chung. Anybody? Nobody? Songs for New World? Great. Hate myself. <laughs> Hi. Good to be back. I don't know that I, I remember, remember that part that of that one. show. Hi, Connie. Yes. In Songs for New World? Yes. In what Just song? One Step when she's like... This oh. is just becoming a theme. I did this last week. I'm not too. big on that song. That song's not one of my favorites. I prefer like, you know. He's like, look, it's Mari Povich and Connie too. Oh, yeah. oh, hi, Connie. I don't think I've ever listened to all Nobody. the way that song. <laughs> Come on, theater queens out there. Back me up. Oh, no. well, we believe you. I just don't think <laughs> Just One Step's not the best song on the, on the soundtrack. How dare you? Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah again is clearly back. Unfortunately. With his obscure musical references. <laughs> Literally last week was Anyone Can Whistle. So Please let us know what you think of his musical references. Please don't. <laughs> Find us on social media at The Gaze Pod. Um, Jeremiah, how's it feel to be back? Great. It feels great. And I have to actually confirm if, you know, we talked last week about how I'm such a Miranda. It was confirmed last night's episode where <laughs> she received a cookie, a giant cookie that said, I love you from her boyfriend and she was so freaked out she ate the entire giant i'm talking about like a pie-sized cookie i love that you said last night's episode like the show didn't stop airing literal 20 years ago <laughs> last night for me it's my before bed viewing um and i just loved her explanation because she was like if it's not there i didn't have to deal with it and that is currently my relationship with food if it's not there i don't have to deal with the fact that i eat too much so we also have our cocktail of the week. Uh, we have the Puxatani Paloma. Uh, fill your glass. P-H-I-L, fill your glass. It is a frozen Paloma, obviously, because we did, unfortunately, get six more weeks of winter, which honestly I'm fine with because I'm not leaving my house anyway. Uh, but we, we made a little frozen Paloma with a, a mint simple syrup and a little peppermint and salt, it's delicious. You're it's all... really good. Cheers. Cheers. Luke, you also brought something that, I don't know if it pairs with it, but we're going to try it. We did. Um, I have, Chromatica came in. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga's Oreos. Um, they're pink and green. They look fabulous. Um, so let's give them a taste. Are we going to try Shall them? Shall we? That's the transition. Try this with a crayon. They taste like the slice and bake cookies to me. They don't no. taste like Oreos. Like the sugar Pillsbury ones? Were they supposed to be a flavor? No. Just gay? I think they're just... <laughs> they taste very gay. <laughs> vanilla. It's vanilla-y. Actually, they taste kind of straight. <laughs> Boring. So... <laughs> I hope that you left in the five minutes of us just chewing. Oh, I... No, it's, an... <laughs> it's finally my MSR video. <laughs> yeah, welcome to our ASMR. A That's what I meant. MSR. What is MSR? <laughs> don't Welcome That's to our, our. Isn't that like market something research? Probably. Welcome That's to MSRP. Our, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our ASMR of eating Chromatica Oreos. It's the gayest ASMR out there right now. It's the shortest because these things don't taste good. <laughs> they don't I taste like good. I like them. Mm. Well, mm. more for me then. <laughs> but thank you, Luke, for bringing us the 
the hard to find Oreos. We yes. do appreciate that, even if they're kind of gross. I, I pre-ordered Walmart. You know. um, well, there's my answer. I didn't know how to get them. So. Oh, actually, they do make the the Paloma taste better though. Like brings out the flavors. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I think it was, let's start this week with what we're watching because I know we all had a lot of uh, TV viewing this week. Uh, what have What are you watching, Jeremiah? Well, I watched a great movie on Amazon Prime, Palmer with Justin Timberlake. Um, first of all, is it the biopic of Arnold Palmer? No, close. But um, he oh he is Daddy AF in this movie, Daddy. But besides <laughs> that, it's a great acting role for him. It's about um he gets out of jail and he's uh ends up having to take care of this kid who's kind of effeminate and just kind of like you know plays with dolls and lives his own life but it's like it should be known this this is the south and so instead of just rejecting this kid that he's kind of forced to take care of he kind of just you know embraces the kid for who he is and Love it. it's a really beautiful story on many levels so go watch palmer really do you see his ass in it too you do oh my Justin just like not the kid no <laughs> you, oh gosh, be clear. you guys it's it's beautiful <laughs> what else are you watching? Anything good? Uh, One Night in Miami. Also Amazon mm, Prime. Yes. Yeah, Regina King directed. Yeah. It's kind of like a fictional night where um, Cassius Clay, known as Muhammad Ali to us, um, joins Jim Brown, who is like one of the most prolific NFL players in history, Sam Cooke, who's a singer, and Malcolm X. And they kind of discuss the responsibility of being successful black men during the civil rights movement of the 60s. It's really, really good. Go watch it. It's Black History Month. Sport black stories. Yes. I mean, and not just this month, but anytime, but especially this month. I right, check it out. Uh, Luke, what are you watching? Um, I haven't watched anything new, unfortunately. <laughs> I've been watching, uh, well, I mean, I've been watching the news. Um, Rachel every night, Joy Reid, <laughs> the readout. But I've just started Kamala Harris's um, The Truth Behold, um, which Ooh. is really good. Um, I What's that on? It. It's just her, it's kind of a, uh, it's a memoir just about no, what's her. Tr- what's it on? Service? Oh, no, no, no. I've been reading it. Oh, Did what? I say watching? I yes. You did say watching. Oh, my God. I was like, they already made a Kamala sorry. movie? Sorry. I'm just staring reading. at the book. I said, I, sorry, I meant reading. I meant reading. Okay. Um, what about you, Joe? Well, I watched In and of Itself. Just, it's on Hulu. It's 90 minutes. It's a, um, it's a recorded stage performance, uh, kind of like, like Hamilton that came out on Disney Plus over the summer. Uh, it, it's a play. It's... It's a lot of things wrapped in one. It, go, just do yourself the favor of watching it. I don't want to. I didn't know anything about it when I watched it, except for that I'd seen uh, the backdrop of it on yeah. several Instagram stories when there was a play. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is what everyone was talking about." And it was just watch it. Uh, put your phone away. It actually says at the beginning, like, "Please silence your phones. Please put away things that distract you and just watch it." And I know in today's world, no one ever does it. We all scroll I through it, every though. TV show. I put my phone face down, out of sight, and. Uh, watched it with Alfredo, and uh, it was truly, truly incredible. It was one it's of the best really things I've life seen. It's really life-affirming. And it's really, I think, it really helpful right now. Yes. Uh, but we we can't talk about it anymore, or else we'll no, ruin it for you. you don't want to Maybe we'll it. circle back in a couple episodes and discuss yeah. what we felt about it. But highly, highly recommend watching that. Also, WandaVision is getting really good. I don't know if you're into... Um, no spoilers, because uh, I've not watched it MCU, I won't. Okay. But um, so good. Especially the last two episodes of really, like, Up the Ante. And then uh, UK Drag Race. We're going to talk about regular Drag Race, of course, at the end of the episode. But UK Drag Race is really good this season. It's very, very funny. Uh, we're watching it on Wild WoW Presents Plus. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's, it's very funny. But that's what I'm watching. 
It reminds me of like when not the drag race isn't good. It's just this season's feeling slightly sterile to me. But it like the UK season reminds me of like what we love about Early drag days. race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. A, lo- a legend. <laughs> and I thought she said alleged. Yep, so. yep, yep, you did. <clears throat> um, oh, also, uh, Alfred and I are rewatching pu- uh, Pushing Daisies, which is Ooh. one of the greatest shows Christian of all time. Chandler. It's I've on HBO Max. Oh, it's so magical and so good. It's, it's so just good. cleverly written. It. There's so yeah. much wordplay. It's so that I good. Love. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the week. Uh, let's talk about some politics, from politics to pop culture to this topic, politics. Mm-hmm. So this week, the House Republican Civil War came to votes, with the resounding message being uh, no message at all. Uh, in a private vote on whether to strip Liz Cheney of her leadership position as the number three Republican in the House, 70% of Republicans sided with Cheney in a vote of 145 to 61. However, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy refused to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, who you will know as the box bleach pile of shit in a human skin bag. Um, He refused to remove her as assignment uh, on her assignment on the budget and education committees after Several past social media posts resurfaced with her saying things like uh, the Parkland shooting was a false flag. California wildfires were caused by Jewish space lasers. Uh, On 9-11, a plane didn't really hit the Pentagon. Uh, She also supported executing Speaker Pelosi. Uh, She said a bunch of anti-trans things. Anyway, uh, a lot of QAnon bullshit. This forced Democrats to take the House to a vote and strip her of her assignments themselves, uh, which they handily won the vote from 230 to 199 only gaining 11 Republican votes. So, uh, a couple questions, guys. What does this say about the state of the GOP? Luke, what do you think? They're no longer the GOP. I mean, you, yes, you have the core, but you have this weird faction with um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and everyone else who backs her who have kind of, what is that alien storyline where they like they come in and they take over your yes it's like they've invasion (laughs) of the body snatchers with the gop and it's just like they're it's just suffocating (laughs) them i mean you still have your core it's it's fracturing and like i think it's going to you're gonna have your gop and then you're gonna have these fringe and they just they're gonna have to just break unfortunately so you think it's gonna break the party down the middle you think they're actually i don't think it's gonna break down the middle but i think I mean, that's, I think, give it five years from now, there will be, an, like, a third something. Uh, that's, that's what, how I see it. Jeremiah, what do you if, they, if they don't squash these QAnon yeah. things. So. Um, well, I had a funny quote from uh, the dispatch where they said, Representative Matt Gates and his House Freedom Caucus pals must have never watched The Wire. If they had, they know that if you come at the king, you best not miss. Like, these guys are so dumb for doing this vote against Liz Cheney. Like you're not going to unseat her, but I just think it was interesting. It was like, this is the first major kind of like post Trump thing and political move that we've seen by the GOP. And, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, still a third, is it a third, almost just over a third of the party, like is still kind of holding on to these kind of Trump era feelings and thoughts. So I, I'm I'm really interested to see where they go. I don't think the party's going to break up. But it, I hope that we, that 60-something votes, like that um, majority or that minority of the 61. party, 61 votes, uh, slowly shrinks. Because well, we don't need that. It, it's funny that you said, like, GOP move. It wasn't a move. They didn't make a move. Like, there, there has never been a non, like, 
move this big ever. It's like they took a vote about removing Liz Cheney. And for the record, Liz Cheney is a, a piece of shit. Like she has a, a lesbian sister who, but she's still somehow incredibly anti-LGBT. Uh, she's the daughter of, of, you know, former whitehead um, Dick Cheney. Like they're not good people yeah. either way, but Liz Cheney's at least sane. Yeah. Like she's, she's just old, like old school Republican. Mm -hmm. So they went to make a move to get rid of her. Cause she voted. Oh, I don't think I mentioned this. She voted to impeach Trump. Yeah. Uh, and was the highest ranking Republican to make that vote. So they wanted to remove her from that leadership position. And then didn't. And I think there's a specific reason as to why the vote was private, because they were worried. I guarantee if it was a public vote, she may have been removed. Oh, yeah. Because the Republicans are terrified little babies. And then Kevin McCarthy refuses to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's an, an insane person, an actual real-life crazy person. So he, he's not saying oh, we don't stand with the Liz Cheney's. And he's not saying, oh, we don't stand with the Marjorie Taylor Greens. What is he saying? He I didn't fix anything. Know. But he, because he wants the, he wants to be speaker of the House. Well, yeah, he's hoping, yeah, he's hoping they, they win in 22. So yeah. he's hoping as long as he can maintain both sides, he's trying to straddle the party, even though it's literally doing this, he's doing this. the splits, babe. He's doing the splits. I don't splits. think he's that flexible. <laughs> but he's not doing it well. No, no he's not. It would have been he's just fumbling. as easy to remove her and be like, listen, you know, you can't say these things and not be held accountable. Yeah. Like, the fact that, that he had, like, he had it so easy to remove her, and I guarantee he wanted her gone, but he, then he goes out and says, oh, uh, she apologized. Uh, it was in private, so you can't hear it. Behind but she apologized. Doors. And then he mispronounces QAnon. It's like, bro, you're on record saying QAnon correctly before. And, he's well, like, the QAnon, so I don't know. I've never I heard of know, it. I don't know, yeah. Well, how have I heard it? And you haven't. If but you're the they, leader of this fucking country, why do I know more than you do? Yeah. Also, he there are like audio quotes of him being like, QAnon has no place in our party. So for him yeah. to suddenly act like he can't pronounce QAnon and doesn't know what it is twice in the same conversation. Conversation. How dumb can you be? He's well, that's just, when Republicans go to uh, every. They, they've been doing that the entire Trump administration. They think we have. They were like, "Oh, I haven't yeah. seen their their tweet. What is Twitter?" It's like you motherfuckers. You've seen it. Yeah, it's like uh, they have. It's exactly what Luke said. It's like they pretend that we that we all have amnesia and short term memory. Yeah, because they clearly do. Well, and where's the accountability? What's None. I think what's what drives me crazy about the Republican Party is they want to claim this conservative idea of we follow rules, we have, we're strict, we're devout, God-fearing people, but we don't want to take responsibility for any, any of our, our mistakes. But Which, they're very happy to point out mistakes on the other side. Exactly. I mean, that's and that's what drives me well, crazy, though, yeah. is because they are, it's, that is in their representation. You ask anybody about it, and they're like, that's so hypocritical. Yeah. And yet we have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who like just two years ago was promoting QAnon conspiracy theories. And we she can't just even, like, four days ago was tweeting out like, oh, the pedophiles in the Democratic Party. That's not that's years ago. QAnon. This is yeah. within the time frame that she should be removed from. Yeah. Like if she's calling her coworkers pedophiles, that's something that, you know, you really don't Faceless throw clients, that thing no. around. And I'm sick of of. Republicans pretending they give a shit about children. You locked them in cages, and now you're pretending, oh, pedophilia is the type of thing that gets everyone going because it's the it's one of the most heinous crimes. So they're just calling it at everybody. It's like the new witch trial. Like, you're a witch. You're a pedophile. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. Burn her. There's a reason. Exactly. <laughs> There's a reason they 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 grasped devil worship and pedophilia as the two things that that cues outing, yet no one's been outed as a pedophile. Or a devil worshiper. Or a devil worshiper. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just fascinating, too, to hear there was an interview with, like, a mom from, I think, one of the Carolinas. Oh, no, but that's what I want to push back on. Oh. She, she's still saying those things. Oh, no, yeah, Those things absolutely. were said four days yeah. ago. Yeah. No, but there was this interview with a mom from, like, one of the Carolinas, and she was like, I believed all this QAnon stuff, and, like, I literally thought they were coming for my children, and now that he's been inaugurated and, like, things are actually kind of just going normally, like, I realized how false all that was, and it was all just this fear-mongering. So it was, it was a really fascinating interview. Or did you see the interview on Anderson Cooper where the guy was like, I thought they were eating babies. He, Anderson Cooper was like, you, you thought people were eating babies. He's like, you, I thought you were eating babies. And oh. Anderson Cooper was like, I have a baby. What? He's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Oh. Which, I mean, imagine looking someone in the face and being like, I'm so sorry. I, th- I thought you were eating babies. What yeah. is wrong Look with it up. people? It's great. Well, no, it was frustrating too about understand. Marjorie Taylor Greene's speech on the floor because she did talk in private and then she went on the Senate floor before the vote to remove her from committees. To give her non-apology. It was not an apology. She did say the word regret at some point, but she literally said the words, I was allowed to believe these these things. And I'm like, so you were allowed to believe it as if you had no control? No, you chose to believe these things. Not two years ago, were you yelling at a survivor of a school shooting about how his school shooting was fake, which was shocking too, because in her saying she had a gun in her purse. Oh yeah, while she has a gun in her purse. No, she's like, I have a gun in my purse, yelling at this this kid who'd been terrorized in his school by a school shooter. David Hobbs, Lost right. 17, yeah, yeah, lost 17 classmates. But what was astounding is that in her same speech, non-apology, she's like, and I know that those school shootings were real because I witnessed it myself at my school. There was someone who held up the school with a gun. I'm like, so you've been through this and yet you were terrorizing people. Like just the fact that a senator had to go onto the floor and say, or a house representative, sorry, and had to say 9-11 was real. School shootings were real. Yeah, bitch, they were real. And the fact that you're in Congress and like having to state these things, you just have no place there, let alone on the committee. So I'm glad she's off the committees. I really think that she shouldn't be in Congress, period. And I don't think there is any place in Congress for people who believe those kinds of insane conspiracy theories. You do not represent the United States of America. You may represent a few crazies out there, but you do not represent the United States. Real quick, I just want to jump into what he said. Uh, I, I think it's important to point out that in the th- 30 years ago, when the her school shooting happened, uh, there was a ban on assault rifles. So her school shooting, she didn't face down an AK-15 yeah. like the students of Parkland did. Because she said she believed that you need to be a good guy with a gun, which you're not a good guy now. Like, you're chasing children down on the street and time- mentioning that you have a gun in your purse. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. In and time again, it's time, not like that was 10 now. years ago. That was two years ago. Oh, yeah. Time and time again, it's been proven that just because there's a good guy present with a gun, they, it, they're still not stopping them from, from doing what, whatever these people Wasn't are Wasn't there an doing. armed guard at Parkland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure. And at Vegas, I mean, like, you have security at Vegas and you had that gun shooting. Oh, from a hotel like, from a, a hundred yeah. yards away? Like, yeah. No way to look up there and see them. It's crazy. But then... She's only on the floor having to state these records and like try to save her ass because she knows that she's about to be stripped of her congressional duties. Like she wouldn't have had, she wouldn't have said those any other way, like at any other time. But then she goes out after, after they voted to remove her from the committee, the Democrats, mind you, the Democrats had to take control to, you know, come back over and say, you're out of line. But not Liz Cheney. Bye. Um, yeah, that's she didn't vote. That, Sorry, continue. Wait, yes, I thought, but she's also trying to save her skin because yeah. she knows because it was public record. And yeah. if she's voting against her, well, really get her out of there. But then she goes and she has this um, uh, 
what do you say? Press conference? Press, sorry. Then she goes out there and she has this press conference and she's saying, great, I'm glad that I'm off the committees. It was a waste of my time. I can, now I have more time to talk to people. Well, what are you going to talk to them about if you don't believe in QAnon conspiracies anymore? Well, yeah, she just, and I like, think the quote was like, she's trying to bring the party even more right, which like, go for it. Great. I just <sighs> don't think that people who believed that recently or still hold those beliefs, even though she said that she doesn't hold those beliefs, she holds some of them. They just don't have a place in, in Congress, period. No. That's you just know, my also, thought. That's why I'm glad that, like, um, Leffler and Purdue didn't win because they were denying facts about the election. And it's like, we do not have a place in Congress for people who deny facts. You can have different opinions. You can be partisan. I'm all for that kind of debate. But yes, facts, facts are facts, America. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of, you know, m- more insane Republicans, uh, we're not biased. Um, uh, hefty bag filled with dead slugs and bile, Ted Cruz said on his podcast last week, quote, have you noticed in how many movies how often rabid environmentalists are the bad guys? Uh, he also, quote, said, uh, whether it's Thanos or Watchmen, the view of the left is that people are a disease, end quote. Uh, this obviously drew mockery from across social media. Uh, it also doesn't make sense uh guys do you know does anyone want to say uh what ted cruz got wrong in that argument everything yes <laughs> yeah i meant more specifically <laughs> oh i i just i don't even dare go it, into it so luke please. it makes no sense because they want to talk about like that the word choicing of that when you with the democrats they're always like the liberals the liberals guess what liberal is short for liberation liberation is freedom it's freedom from oppression. So, like, I don't see how a villain is liberating Being somebody. Is bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, I well, I'll I'll be nerdy. It, he also just got the storyline of it wrong. Like, Thanos. Okay, this so, is like Marvel Universe. Stuff, I mean, right? I don't know. I don't know. Don't talk to me about Marvel Universe. I'm so bad at it. I'm a bad Marvel Universe gay. Well, so I'm. I try to tell you. Um, so. <laughs> Thanos was the guy who he he basically snapped his fingers. He the whole I'm sure you've watched them if you haven't. Uh, the entire MCU was leading up to this big event where Thanos, the big bad, gets the five stones and snaps his fingers and erases half of of the universe. He goes from universe to universe doing it. That's his whole goal. Uh, so he's the villain, and the entire you know yeah, in, uh, all the Avengers are fighting to make it not happen, make it not so. So if Hollywood media is so leftist and so liberal and they're pushing their propaganda, why is it the villain who wants to erase half the world is Defeated. what liberals are trying to push as their narrative? It doesn't oh, make God. sense. Doesn't why make would sense. they paint the the vil- why would they paint their idealism as the villain and then have him be defeated? That doesn't make, it makes any sense. sense at all. Also, he was not an environmentalist. He was all about balance in the universe and was crazy. Also, uh, <laughs> Ozymandias from the Watchmen series. Uh, he dropped a squid on New York uh, in the books to uh, circumvent a nuclear war from happening. Uh, that's right. A giant squid to make uh, the countries come together I... instead of destroying each other to fight the uh, al- evil alien. Uh, and he's also a villain. And there's in the, in the stories you can argue that they've painted him sort of as a you know is he a villain did he save the world did he not he did kill millions of people and is incredibly evil but he in no way shape or form was painted as the hero of those stories also 
not an environmentalist. No. You could say he was anti-nuclear power. Anti-squid, uh, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> no, he was pro-squid. Um, <laughs> dropped the squid. But doesn't that kill the squid? No, yes, but... Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it just doesn't make any sense. Again, like, A, they're not environmentalists. And B, your point is moot because why would they paint the evil guy with their own beliefs? Ted Cruz. And then one more thing with, hey, Teddy, buddy, old pal, uh, you're saying that Democrats are the ones that think people are disease. When Democrats are working actively to beat down a disease that Republicans let run rampant across our country, and if anybody was trying to sacrifice humans in this country, it was the Republicans saying, oh, I think grandma and grandpa would rather die than let the economy hurt you. If you're talking about who thinks people is a disease, it is Republicans. Mm -hmm. So, Teddy... You're a fucking moron. Just so it's. Just I tell you, they'll just let anybody have a podcast these days. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> the gays. <laughs> um, anybody have anything else to say about Ted Cruz? No, no. He's I mean, my fucking moron. They're all crazy. Um, <sighs> we also have some political poppers for you. Uh, if you forgot what a popper is, it is a short rush of information. Uh, it's also another thing that you can look up on Urban Dictionary. Uh, Luke, do you want to start? Sure. Um, so tomorrow, Trump's second impeachment. Um, I'll be tuning in. But I just love the way that news commercials have been like, Trump's second impeachment. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> get, those, get those ratings. Right. First time a president's going to be impeached twice. Yeah. Jeremiah? All right. Let's do a short little hit on this. All right. Biden announced. Both nostrils. <laughs> That was a full hit. Uh, Biden announced that the U.S. will be the forefront uh, leader of LGBTQI issues, not only here in the U.S., but abroad, internationally, helping to uh, further LGBTQI rights in all those countries where we don't have those. So I just think that's great. It's very inspirational. Absolutely. Great. Um, Speaking of inspirational, uh, this week, uh, Pete Buttigieg became, Mayor Pete, became the first openly LGBTQ senate confirmed cabinet member which is really uh impressive there is some people on the right that want to whine and be like no trump did it trump yes he had an lgbtq person as an acting cabinet member but never had them senate approved because he never would have been approved because he was a piece of shit so um he uh people to judge congratulations on being the first openly lgbtq senate approved cabinet member i love that chase chasten 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 was there I love that whatever his name was was there. I just always say it wrong. I'm bad with names. I can't spell them. I can't say them. Chastity. So this week we had uh, some entertainment news. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all of that, it's not entertainment news. It's just uh, SAG and Golden Globe nominations. (laughs) Uh, Jeremiah, tell us about it. Um, I think we'll talk a lot about the Golden Globe nominations because they were semi-controversial. But let's Because you like some some... globes? Because you like two big globes? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> oh Was I talking about boobs or balls? I, I don't know. know. You know what? Dealer's <laughs> choice. If you're listening to this pod, oh probably the latter, but my straight cousin was listening and he said he liked it last week. So I'm I hope sure you're listening he will again. love the call out. I'm yes. sure he's thrilled. <laughs> love you. Why don't you give his name and social? Oh, he works for the California Highway Patrol. I don't think he wants me to do that. Back to the Golden Globes. Um, we had a great breakthrough with female directors being nominated this year. We got uh, Emerald Fennel. Fennell, I'm going to say Fennell, uh, was nominated for Promising Young Woman, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Regina King for One Night in Miami. Yeah. Um, so yay for women directors, which Love we don't it. normally get to see. Um, some of my favorite series that got nominated, um, Flight Attendant, 
love. I haven't watched it yet. Really? Oh, it's I haven't either. It's on my list. Uh, Schitt's Creek, of course. Uh, Lovecraft Country, Mandalorian, Ozark, Queen's Gambit, or Unorthodox, Undoing. Love all of those series that were nominated. Of course, the score for Soul, Disney's Soul, was nominated. John Baptiste did a lot of the music for that. Oh, Loved that the good, music in that. Yeah. That representation of like being in the zone musically was so beautiful. Not only animation-wise, but musically. So glad that score got nominated. A lot of movies were nominated, and I don't know what they were because I haven't seen as many movies. That was a big takeaway I had too. It's I. Yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't seen. I was like, a lot of these. these. Well, because a lot of them are on streaming services that I don't currently have. So I'm yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> well, especially with streaming services, it's not like we're getting the, the previews as much. Right. Like yeah. when movies are coming to theaters, you're seeing like the commercials. Right. I'll, I'll see a thing. It's like, oh, this new Amazon Prime movie. I'm like, is that a new like high level movie, or is that a weird thing they bought? Off of some terrible, like... Independent, yeah. In, yeah, and they're just releasing it. Yeah, so you never know. But I did love that in the uh, musicals and comedy category, we actually had two nominated musicals. Because normally it's like one musical, maybe like an animated film that had some songs. But we got <laughs> Hamilton and The Prom were both nominated. Um, Hamilton will probably... I don't know if Hamilton will win that category, but it'll win over The Prom. Oh, show. Honestly, I wish they would just take the musical off of that. Like, it should be dramas versus comedies versus like musicals? a musical no well no a musical can be an incredible drama that could be a, a really that beautiful... is true because hamilton isn't really a comedy either no no and like there's there's other, been other like think about like there's tons of musicals out there that are like the worst most horrifying like sweeney todd shouldn't be in the comedy category because he's murdering people the parade whole time. like parade exactly <laughs> there are some musicals that will like destroy you and so they shouldn't, I get it. They it shouldn't, shouldn't be in the be, comedy category i've thought that for a while well if we get more musical representation like this maybe we should Think about splitting up those categories. Um, also loved the best actress in a limited series category. It is stacked, y'all. We have Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America. She was incredible in that. That is great, yeah. Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People. Shira Haas for Unorthodox. I mean, just an incredible performance. Mm. Nicole Kidman's wig in the end. <laughs> Her coat. Her coat. No, I mean, she was amazing in that, but the coats were so good um <laughs> and anya taylor joy for queen's gambit like that is a stacked oh, actress I'm for her. yeah just fantastic queen's all gambit around great um and for uh i was really thrilled in best actor for motion picture to see uh reese ahmed there for sound of metal it's an incredible film on amazon prime about a, a metal drummer who goes deaf uh really fascinating and of course r.i.p chadwick boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So those are my yays for the uh, Golden Globe nominations. Any yays that I didn't mention that you guys are happy about, Luke? Um, I, well, I think I chimed in under you as you were saying them, because there's a lot that I haven't seen, to be quite honest. So I don't necessarily have an opinion either or. <laughs> Thank you, Luke, for so that insightful I, I know, commentary. I, <laughs> I have opinions. I always have opinions. What? Uh, Viola Davis was nominated and I will watch her do anything yes. I want her to win every award she's ever up for I love her was thrilled to see her like you said Chadwick was very excited about that uh, Lovecraft Country was so insane and amazing oh. I was very happy to see that get nominated mm -hmm. I know you mentioned it I'm just gonna say what I wrote down no, of course. who gives a fuck if you already mentioned it <laughs> um, Matthew Reese uh, on Perry Mason did you guys watch Perry Mason I don't it no. was fucking amazing it was so good it, on my list. it was it was really good okay. go back and watch Perry Mason on HBO Max fucking great and I'm glad he got nominated uh, if Schitt's Creek hadn't been nominated and Ugh. every uh, actor hadn't been nominated from it, I, there would have been a riot. Um, <laughs> and then Queen's Gambit, like you mentioned, and and uh, Anya Taylor Joy, she was she was that whole series. Uh, not, I mean, the entire cast was amazing, but she really 
led that series yep. all the way through it. I was ooh, so good. I'm glad that she got the um the nomination because she really deserved it. Yeah. And I'll be honest, there <laughs> I I think we're gonna move into to things we were upset about, aren't ooh, we? Oh yes. Yeah. I'll be honest before you say anything. Uh there will probably be things I'll realize down the road I'm mad about that I just didn't realize were up for things. Yeah. It's like, I feel like time has been such a weird, like, I'm like, what's, what, what is was time? in, yeah. What was in the, uh, the parameters for what could be nominated? What wasn't? Cause especially with these, like the golden globes, it's like, how was, I thought this show was over two years ago. Well, it's, like, it's a very weird. Yeah. I've never been the super sure on their timeline. Everything is weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tell us your... Yeah, let's move on to uh, some of the snubs. Uh, I'll start with like some of the silly snubs. I thought it was funny that Bridgerton got completely snubbed, LOL. I don't think it's going to be eligible. It just came out. Well, oh, it might... No, it, it well, I mean, it was... It got nominated for SAGs, though. Oh, did it? It did. Yeah. Okay, see? Timeline, so, what the fuck? snubs. Um, I was kind of bummed that uh, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, got snubbed. Um, Meryl was snubbed for both The Prom and for Let Them All Talk. Uh, Miss Merrill and I really thought it was funny that Lynn Manuel Miranda got a, a nomination, whereas like um, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. did not get a nomination for Hamilton. Yes, even though Leslie yeah. won yes. the Tony. That's what I was gonna say. So fascinating. So, uh, I was. I just yeah. thought it was interesting. Yeah. And then the the big thing for me that I just thought was interesting is that we had a lot of, you know, since it is Black History Month, we had a lot of Black stories, people of color stories, and directors and actors who just were not nominated. And it's not like there was a dearth of stories to be nominated this year either. To quote from uh, Entertainment Weekly, looking at the 40 acting nominations in the TV categories, only two black actors made the cut. Don Cheadle for Black Monday and John Boyega for Small Acts. Two of the other people of color were nominated. Egyptian actor Rami Youssef for Rami on Hulu. If you haven't watched Rami, go watch that. I love that uh, series. And Anya Taylor-Joy for Queen's Gambit. She's apparently Argentine, British, and identifies as Latina. Who knew? Um, they were nominated for their star turns. So it wasn't just that the nominees were overwhelmingly white during a year that had fewer shows on the air, but that they were an over that they were overwhelmingly white in a year where there were obvious standout performances by non-white actors who critics and the odds makers strongly believed gave worthy performances. Yeah. So to name a few of those, um, first of all, we had a lot of black-led films in the drama category that were snubbed. Uh, Spike Lee's *De Five Bloods*. One Night in Miami, directed by Regina King. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, directed by George C. Wolfe. But and... their, bo- both their leads were nominated, just the film itself. Oh, the was actors. It I'm talking about the film, okay, though. Cool. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. For my own brain, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, directed by Shaka King. It's like, those were all snubbed. Um, the Star, even though Lovecraft Country did get a nomination, the stars were all snubbed. So it was just kind of baffling with these Golden Globe nominations. Um, Issa Rae and her show Insecure were completely looked over and I think the biggest one that everyone is talking about this week that I am still reeling from is that Michaela Cole and her show I May Destroy You were completely snubbed by the Golden Globes it makes no sense it was one of the most raw honest television shows I've seen it's like a masterpiece for our times and just completely overlooked absolutely like 1000% yeah. I agree with you on that like it so, makes absolutely no sense because the show if you haven't watched it Go watch it. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. I mean, it's like, it's a story of like it's surviving transcendent. rape and it's just like so many wonderful, wonderful things. And what's incredible about it is that she wrote it. She co-directed a lot of the episodes and she stars in it. And, and it like, happened to her. And it happened It's written about her. her own experience. And nothing. It's like, she didn't get nominated, but Emily in Paris got nominated. Ugh. Some like rich white girl having like sex in Paris is like, <laughs> let's give her a nomination. Oh, go by. Ugh. Well, and that's what's so confusing. It's like, Emily in Paris. 
And the the writer of Emily in Paris did issue an apology to Michaela Cole. Oh yeah, one of the which, writers. Yeah, that's great. I do in a way feel. I feel like it's not it's not the the writer's job to apologize for being nominated because she didn't nominate herself. It's like the golden the people who the the Hollywood foreign Hollywood press, foreign press like really need them. to do some reflection and restructuring to really understand how they could let such an incredible piece pass by and then elevate a piece of essentially ambient TV. Emily in Paris was ambient TV. So I don't know if like the Hollywood foreign press, they just are like old and don't like that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but thankfully if we're going on to the SAG awards, well, if we're saying they're old, they also shouldn't understand Emily in Paris. <laughs> true. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. True. No, but oh, wait, no, to... but we should have, do we have any other oh, no, no. snub no. things? Oh yeah. Any other snubs that anybody was... I do. Uh, oh, I, wow. <laughs> I was like, I have one. Um, Candace Bergen didn't get nominated for uh, Let Them All Talk, and she was fucking oh, great in that yeah. movie. Justice for Candace Bergen as well. Yeah. She's so wonderful. Uh, also, I agreed with you on, on Leslie Odom Jr. I thought it was so weird. Boggling. Yeah. But he did get a nomination for, for One Night in Miami, Miami, which yeah. he's great in. Uh, and then, but here's the thing about the Golden Globes they're star fuckers, and they'll nominate things that they don't really know what's going on. They want Lin Manuel Miranda to be there because that makes them feel cool. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. It's, it's the foreign press, it's not the academy. So yeah. they won't nominate Leslie Adam Jr. because he's not as famous and they don't care as much as, as Lin-Manuel Miranda to them. Uh, also, I, I was confused why Kate Hudson was nominated for music, which has been like super controversial. Hasn't really even come out yet. Oh, right. It's that yeah, no, Sia it's musical where they, Sia hired uh, her longtime dancer, uh, Maddie, uh-huh. uh, to play Ziegler, an autistic. Right? Yes. To play an autistic person. And she's yes. on the spectrum. So it was a little strange to see Kate Hudson nominated for something that's... that's uh-huh. Not really been seen, but has been, you know, majorly panned. Um, what? That's weird. Yeah. yeah. But uh, one of the biggest baffling nominations that we got with the Golden Globes, for us at least, was Mr. James Corden being nominated for The Prom. Now, look, Prom got panned a little bit. I still loved it. It still made me cry. I love the musical. I thought the film did a really great job adapting it. But they hired James Corden to play this very openly gay character who goes through a whole transformation, too, in the film about being comfortable with himself and like reconciling with his mom and everything in a really funny, but heartfelt way, touching way. And yet they hired a straight actor to do it. And it's like, it, he did fine, but like, it was just like a caricature of a gay person. He put on this fake gay accent. He was just super flamboyant. And so the big question now is like, should we be having straight actors? James Corden and, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yes. No. I, I mean, the question was to me, should we have James Corden do anything ever? Exactly. <laughs> But like, should and the answer is no. no. But the question is, should straight actors be playing gay characters? So I would open that up to you guys. What are your thoughts, either on the James Corden, but mainly the question about you know straight actors playing gay gay roles? I am upset with his nomination. Yeah, as that character because it didn't feel real. Um, I've seen and I, I i go back and forth because yes i i want to see gay roles played by gay people and actually give that representation authentically and but that doesn't mean that i haven't seen straight actors play a gay role where i'm like that was believable well we were talking about this earlier we were talking about stanley tucci there was an interview though recently that he did where he was asked about you know people who are mad about straight actors playing gay roles and he had a really interesting response which i kind of agreed with and kind of didn't all at the same time. I felt the same way, yeah. So I think you have that, Luke. So will you read um, kind of his response to, I think the reporter asked, like, you know, people are mad about this. What do you think about this? Right. Um, 
He said, I have difficulty with that. I think that acting is all about not being yourself. If we were to use that template, then we would only ever play ourselves. I think what we need to do, we need to give more gay actors opportunities. Um, People who are gay have only recently in the last few years really been able to say, I'm gay and I'm an actor. I can play straight roles. They always had to hide their sexuality so that they would play the leading man or leading lady. He also continued saying, having played a number of gay characters, you want to do it so that it's as you do with any other characters. You want it to be truth. You want it to be truthful to it. So in my opinion, like he's yes, Stanley Tucci, I will pay to see as a gay character because I think he brings a level of authenticity to it and respect and respect. And And I, and it's never a caricature or like some weird form of like trying to be a gay person. He just, for the longest time when I saw him, I was like, wait, is he gay? I had no idea he was (laughs) straight to like a good seven years ago, five years ago, maybe when I was like, Oh, he's married (laughs) to a woman. Well, he's been married twice. Oh, (laughs) so, um, I mean, yeah, Joel, I don't know. Well, I, I feel like I should be honest and say, like, some of my favorite performances are uh, straight men playing gay, like uh, Stu or Jay or Brandon. Uh, these are all um, on Sean Cody's website. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> my God. It. But they are, they no. are insanely incredible performances. And Shush. I tell you, they really go for it. Oh, and gosh. I tell you, <laughs> they succeed. I can't. I can't. <laughs> But if we're not talking about gay for pay actors on porn, um, <laughs> I guess I have to say, uh, no, sorry. I, I mean, I'm not sorry. They are great actors. You should look up their work. But <laughs> I, I can't help but push back against what Stanley Tucci said I, and yet agree with it. But it all comes down to privilege and what's allowed. Yes. Like, yes. I have never played gay in a musical or a show I've done. I think every every character I've ever been hired to play has been straight, unless it's an ensemble member that doesn't have a character, and then he is a homo. <laughs> but um, I I don't want people telling me I can't play straight roles. But the difference is in mainstream film, right. there should be an elevation of, of gay actors. They should be allowed to play these roles. It shouldn't go to a straight person first. Right. No, right, right. And Stanley Tucci's not saying he's like, oh, I feel like I shouldn't be held back from playing roles. Yes, yeah, Stanley, but you maybe should give some of those roles to somebody else. Like it should maybe be fine. If you want me to do this role as a gay man, I need my, my co-star to be gay. Yeah. I need, to, I need sure. you to do a one for one. If, if I'm playing a, yeah. a gay character, I need a, a gay character to also play a straight character in the show. Like a lot of these actors have, um, uh, Frances McDormand said that in her speech at the Oscars not too long ago, where it's like, it's like, um, what'd she call it? Um, diversity writers or something where she you can say if i do this job xyz has to happen and you can say she said as a woman you could say i want this many women hired as production crew and blah 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 as a star like stanley tucci who has power who has power especially these indie movies he's doing he can say yes i will do this project but you need to show representation you need to hire these people and until he's doing that i think what he said is kind of hollow like, I'm sure it's a little for him to be like, yeah, I, I want to play them, but like other people should get to play them too. That's kind of not cutting it for me. Uh, I think until there's not a problem with major studios hiring gay men to play straight characters, right. then they shouldn't be hiring straight men to play gay characters. Right. And that's, I, I don't believe that gay men should only have to play gay and straight should only have to play straight. Yeah. But until we get to the point 
where right. gay men are getting the opportunities that straight men are. And I'll also say, like, when they whitewash series and, and they hire white actors to play yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. stories that would have been black topics. or Asian, that happens a lot. That also shouldn't be happening. Like, if it's something that has to do with a culture, yes, try to get people a part of that culture to tell those stories. Who have Because yeah. I guarantee any... And let's get back to James Corden's performance. His performance, everything was through the lens of what a straight person saw as gay. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee he wasn't telling the truth of what he thought this character was. He was telling it with the truth of gay layered on top. He had to act gay and therefore couldn't really act the truth of it as wholly as a gay actor could have. Because, a gay actor could yeah. have approached it and be like, oh, I know that I know how to how to do this because I can live in this body a little bit. I know what these feelings are. Right. But and I don't have that, to be like worried, oh, I might seem too straight. But to that, so the actor Brooks Eschmanskis, who played the role on Broadway, is a gay actor. Yeah. He was a queen on that stage. Flamboyant as hell. But bitch got a Tony nomination. You know why? Because it was honest mm-hmm. and it was yeah. motivated. And like you believed everything about that person. I didn't believe James Corden at all. It was like, so it's the same thing. It's like that person used their experience, his own flamboyance. It was elevated for a comedy, but like it was such an amazing performance and it got a Tony nomination in a stacked year of Tony nominations. Um, I also feel, you know, similar to what you were saying. It's just like when it comes to social issues like Let's this, whether it's Brandon and Jay. Huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> about I thought you were going to recommend some about Sean Cody. videos. Uh, <laughs> Listen, and I'm not just trying to suck Sean Cody. Men.com. Like, uh, go to your local porn hub. <laughs> there will be plenty of options for you. Go down to the park. If you want to see straight men play gay, I've got just the spot for you. <laughs> for Triumph Park. So this week also, um, the, the biggest controversy in dolls since Chucky, uh, American Girl doll. Uh, came out with a new doll with a shocking past. Uh, Luke, I think you said you wanted to talk about it. Yes. So Kira Bailey. She's a serial killer. (laughs) Kira Bailey. She's 10 years old um, from Michigan. She's passionate about animals and the environment and spends the summer in Australia with her great aunts, Mamie and Lynette. Sounds great to me. Right? So the company has said that the dolls are designed to reflect the present time um, with contemporary characters that inspire children. The ants are lesbians. They're married. What? In the, in the book, it shows a picture of them at their wedding, and it says their names above it. That's really all it is. It doesn't go into any... Do they say the L word in the book? I don't think so, yeah. from what I saw. They live in no. Australia? They live in Australia. They do like to go down under. <laughs> Gosh. So, um, and I think all it says in the book is, um, it explains that their ants are, that our ants are married after the law was changed to allow it, because they recently oh, so, just... So it does pretty explicitly, like... Her, yes. her aunt's got married. But it doesn't say, like, lesbian or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like, these are my aunts. Explaining who their family is, because families are diverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the biggest criticism is coming from parents who say that this LGBT angle is too... It's inappropriate. It's an inappropriate topic for elementary-aged girls, and it's far too mature. Like, but when, when else... I guess my question is, is... When is it not okay then? Like, when do you start talking about those topics? Mm. When is it's it okay everyday to start talking life. about? Yeah. Well, yeah. I. So I'll go first, I guess, because yeah. I'm just jumping right in. I don't understand the backlash because I guess here's the thing people, it's hard for people to see what's beyond their noses. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's hard for someone to be like, wow, you would show gay sex. It's not gay sex. 
it's it's lesbian aunt. It's aunt. It's, it's not aunt. lesbian aunt. It's this girl's aunt and her aunt's partner that is part of her family. Right. The same way I grew up understanding that that's my uncle that and his wife. That's my aunt and her husband. Like it's what you see every day. Right. But I guess what my my I have uh seven nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and they all have a gay uncle. Right. It's me. It me. <laughs> it me. It me. And if we're talking about feeling seen and feeling understood, why can't little girls who have gay and lesbian okay. aunts and uncles feel seen because this little girl has one. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest when I was a kid, I, I've been lying before I said that, but now I'll be honest. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, there was a, a, a guy I went all through elementary school into high school with who had a gay uncle. And I remember kids on the football team made fun of him for having a gay uncle. And I felt bad. Even aside from being gay, I felt bad cause he, I could tell when he, he didn't want to have to defend his uncle. Cause you could tell, he loved his uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was his uncle and he really liked him. And it sort of broke my heart a little bit seeing him deal with that. Not, not just cause I was gay, but because like who wants to have to defend loving a family member, even though they're different, they're different, yeah. you know, family's family, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think one half of this, con- this controversy is I, this entire, this entire controversy is bullshit. But one half of it is the little dolls, not a lesbian that we know of. <laughs> So what's the problem with her yeah. having? Well, I just feel like it's not like the book is like, and the the ants love to lick each other's vaginas, and which I'm like, sure they not... did. Good for, <laughs> Good for Miriam and Marjorie, whatever the fuck their names were, Peg, Swoozy, and, and Betsy. So it's not like it's Brandon a... and Jax and Stu. <laughs> oh my God. It's not like the book is overtly sexual. No, again, it's family, and so it's like if we sorry, expect... I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. It's not overtly sexual. It's not sexual at all. No, there is no, no sex <laughs> in the book. I don't want to say it's not overtly sexual. It's not sexual. It's not sexual. It's not. And so it's like if we expect children at a young age to, like, um, to understand, I think Luke was mentioning this earlier when we were having this conversation, like the concept of Disney princes and Disney princesses and like everyone knows that like a girl marries a guy and a guy marries a girl. Well, if they can understand that kind of sexuality when they're young, they should be able to also understand, like, understand right. Feelings homosexuality for, yeah. feelings for the same gender oh let's even push past that uh man marries fish little mermaid the princess <laughs> kisses frog the princess and the frog yeah there's some more weird stuff happening it, like what is yeah. happening here so, oh yeah sorry yeah. woman falls in love with beast animal <laughs> and then is disappointed when he turns into mediocre looking man beauty and the beast <laughs> these are all things that we were fine watching yeah like I don't remember and, like two million moms feeling like uh like Belle was gonna be into furries. Like, where was that backlash? And where's where's the it backlash? Probably was there. Where's the backlash of a non consensual kiss to wake her up in Sleeping Beauty and, and Snow, Snow White. White? Like, and she didn't leave a sign on her glass <laughs> coffin that said smooches. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just it's like if we expect like if we expect them to understand quote sexuality or like identity of a straight identity at, at eight or 10. Right. Why can't they understand a homosexual identity at eight or 10? Right. So I, did you have a question? No. Okay. Go I want to steamroll you. Uh, it's uh, we're all, we all have uh, nieces and nephews or nieces or nephews, or you have a little brother too, Luke. Yeah. Um, so we all sort of experienced this firsthand. Yeah. Kind of, right. So, I or mean, currently how, <laughs> yeah. so we have, yeah, or currently, um, currently firsthand. Um, why don't we talk about that since we do have like when is your family 
When has this been? When or if this has been an issue for your yeah. family? Yeah. Well, it has been an issue for all of us. Yeah. Whether it was like a bad issue or just something that happened, yeah. like, yeah. let's talk about it. So, Luke, why don't you go first? Um, for me, it's been a gradual thing with my mom, with my younger brother. Um, he's turning thirteen, um, and then also with my nieces and nephews, they're turning. Oh my god, six or seven? I think they're. Seven. Oh my gosh, I think they're seven. Anyway, um, so it's been a thing. I feel like my brother has always known, but with my mom, it was. It was more of that dialogue of how do we want to approach this? Because my mom did not want me to explicitly tell them. But it's like, how do you, but how else are you going to tell them? Um, and then in, I would say in the last year, it comes down to a level of um, understanding. I think an acceptance from the parent of who you are. So with my mom, I think it's the conversation has been more open. Um, and actually for Christmas, I bought her the gay BCs, which mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's this cute, it's a book by um, ML Webb. It's for juveniles, but it's a, just like a little cardboard book that goes through the ABCs, but it goes like, but a gay, for, but gay. And so it, it's, a is for a, anal. B is oh my gosh, for stop. Beads. No. It's for A is for ally, F is for family, and Q is for queers. And then there's like a glossary in the back that also helps kind of break down some like other terms that straight people have a hard time understanding. Um, it's really Ew. cute. Can you so, what, what? Do you have any? Of uh, well, those? I would, I would, I would assume like transgender for oh. them. It's it's like I don't understand this. How do how do you explain, how do you explain it to a child? Yeah. yeah. So to it was really cute. I got my mom that for Christmas to read to the nieces and nephews. But oh, nice. so like the conversation is there now. So then have you had conversations with your little brother? No, but I also don't really speak to my brother a whole lot. Like when he answers the phone, it's like, oh, do you want to talk to mom? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, you don't want to tell me about your day? <laughs> but, How old yeah, is he? So, th- he'll be 13 oh, in March. So I'm yeah. Not trying to chat. Yeah, it's like one of those situations. So for me, it's it's the conversation is there and it's happening. Um, so it's we're getting better. But yeah. what about you, Jeremiah? How's it been? I don't know if I feel like this is also very personal because I I've had this conversation with my family members. You know, um, my sister has four beautiful nieces. The oldest just turned eight recently. Four and, girls. Oh, they're just gorgeous though. Um, but. You know, my oldest just turned eight, and she was getting baptized. My family is members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, i.e. the Mormons. If you don't know the full name, that's the name of the church. Um, But she wanted me to baptize her, which I can't do because I... Your niece did. My niece wanted... Yeah, when they said, who do you want to baptize you? And she wanted me to baptize her. And uh, I can't do that because I no longer am, quote, worthy to... Uh, exercise like the priesthood authority that I was given back when I was still active in the church um, before I was out. And, you know, I'm, they don't know about my sexuality. And so when my sister said, Oh, I don't think uncle Jeremiah can do that. My niece is old enough to say, why not? Yeah. And I was really mad at my sister because she made up some stupid excuse that wasn't, you know, anything about my sexuality. And I was like, why didn't we just have, I don't want to go into it, but like, I just was, I went to her, I was like, well, why don't we just have this conversation? And yeah. she's like, cause I just don't, and it was the same thing. She's like, I just don't know that this is like an appropriate time. I'm in charge of when my children should know about these things, which I respect, but yeah. are they in public school? Yeah. I mean, they're being homeschooled right now because of COVID, but, but you know, they're in public school, but it was like, you know, I understand like you wanting to kind of control the narrative of your child's life, but like 
the fact of the matter is their uncle is gay. Yeah. And so I've wanted to have that conversation and we thought that we were going to have a time during the whole time of the baptism to sit down and say, you know, uncle Jeremiah sadly can't baptize you, but I'm so grateful to be there and participate. And I still get to go to church with you and like, and say, you know, you know, just like mommy and daddy love each other. Jeremiah, you know, loves boys and like, will eventually have a husband one day. And there's people like well, that in the world, and we love them. Lie and... to the kids. What? Wow! <laughs> How dare you? I thought that you thought of those. <laughs> Your face was like, "What?" And then you're like, "Oh, or that I got it was a joke." <laughs> but you know, we were just going to explain it in just like kind of a very simple way because I said, it, "This shouldn't be a hard concept." No, no, it should not, not be a hard concept. And you know what? The baptism got crazy. We got super busy. I also was like moving back to New York in that process, and we never had the conversation. I still regret it. And I don't know how to bring it up now without making them feel uncomfortable. So it still is an ongoing process for me. And it's it's hard because I have a very deeply religious family and extended family who I know love the crap out of me. Right. But this is a hard topic for them. So I don't want to say I understand the outrage about this doll. I don't because it's not there was nothing sexual. There's nothing explicit about it. I can understand maybe you know, wanting to control like when your child knows about these things. But at the same time, I am more in favor of this is the world we live in. Oh, yeah. And these are your family members. These are your brothers and sisters. These are your uncles and aunts. These are your parents. Sometimes these are, you know, Mm -hmm. and and we need to normalize that conversation. It should not be taboo. I don't want to have to explain to my nieces in a year or two. Ever, if if I have a boyfriend or a husband, how dare you, Joel? Hey, believe in yourself. <laughs> Don't let that negative talk let, happen. Listen, I'm single too. It's okay. It's gonna happen. Um, I just don't want the the catalyst for that conversation to be when when you're in a I'm relationship. Exactly. Yeah, because it shouldn't have to be. I don't think it should be centered around that. It is centered around identity, who you are as a person. Right. I mean, there are more things to me than just being gay, of course. Exactly, yeah. But that is a major part of my identity. So I don't know if that's my two cents on it. I'm I'm ongoing through it. I'm frustrated by this controversy because it is such a non-king controversy. Yeah. So let's see. When I came out, my oldest niece and nephew were six and seven-ish. And I do remember this, there being like, uh, uh, with my mother being like, well, don't tell them. Like, they don't need to know. And, and at the time I was in college and I was like, okay, I don't. I don't plan on having a sit down with anybody while I'm in college. So like, right, yeah. what does it matter? But I did have a long-term boyfriend through college. So like my sophomore year, I, I met a guy and we dated for two and a half years and he was at holidays and he stayed with us at That's like of the summer. 10 years and straight. It, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, he proposed. Didn't I tell you I was engaged. Oh, I was engaged once. Were you really? Uh, yeah, it was. You think you know your friends. Sort of. Um, but it took 13 episodes to get me on the podcast, well, too. So, you know. <laughs> well, you in s- your words from earlier about Ted Cruz, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but it really did. It went from like, oh, we don't need to have the conversation to like, okay, I, I don't have to have a conversation. I'm going to live my life as I am, who I am. Yeah. I'm never going to lie to anybody about it. I'm never going to hide it. So they were, uh, my niece and nephew were calling him. Uncle Parker, like, yeah. like, oh, it's it's Uncle Joe and Uncle Parker, and we weren't married, even though we briefly were engaged. Um, <laughs> and he's a great guy, but it, it was like, I was like, is he dead? No, we were just like, young. We, we were young. <laughs> the engagement should have. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt he's listening, but if he is, like, he's a great guy. It just we were both really young, and um, that's a separate topic. But it was oh, Uncle Joel and Uncle Parker, and I, the uncomfortable question I did have to answer was, why don't we see Uncle Parker anymore? And it's funny, like. 
I didn't. I had to skip the uh, <laughs> you're gay and go to like where's my other gay uncle. <laughs> oh but my it, I think Luke, you sort of said this earlier. I think where you were like, it comes down to how comfortable they are with you. Yeah, like it comes down to, and, and it's hard to admit. And I know my parents are amazing. But they will still send us be like, your friend Alfredo. I'm like, oh no. He's not my friend. He's, you know, in fact, I, I would never have him as a friend, but we are, we are, we are, in we the, are lovers. Um, lovers. But no, there is like a, as much as we love each other, when, when, when there is a difference between people, yeah. like, just think about like non gay issues that we disagree with oh, our parents yeah. on. There's always a slight difference because we're the kids and they're the parents and yeah. they were yeah. X amount of years yeah. older than us. Like there's always a little bit of a difference, but it does come down, I think, to how comfortable they are with you being gay. Because if they're completely comfortable, they think gay is no big deal, then there really shouldn't be an issue being like, oh, your uncle's gay. Yeah. Because here's the real information you need to know, parents, <laughs> siblings. If your kid is in school, they're going to know what gay is. And oh, I'd rather yeah. you tell them what it is if you care about your gay sibling, your gay aunt, and uncle. And humanize yeah. it to if someone they why love. Why don't you give them yeah. the information so they're not hearing the terms like faggot or fudge packer or all the things that were strewn at me when I was a little kid in elementary Pansy. school. Pansy. Pansy. Yeah. And Homo. so that when they hear it, then they go, no, I'm a gay uncle and that's not something nice to say. Exactly. And or a lesbian aunt. Round like, of homophobia. Why don't you yeah. equip them to understand what it is? Two people in love. If you actually accept your gay family member, then you should be able to find the words to get your children to accept them because eventually they are going to grow up. They're going to find out what it is. And I'd rather, I feel like you'd rather them learn from you than yeah. learn on the school. It's, it's, if you want to equate it to sex, Let's talk about it. It's, it's like having the talk, the yeah. birds and the bees. Do you want them to find out on the playground what it is? Or do you want to be able to shape what that experience of them learning what it is is? Yeah. yeah. And just in case my mom and sister and any other family, because <laughs> my straight cousin listened last week, are listening to this, my family loves the fuck out of me. So No one's doubting I, No, and I'm not, not saying that yeah. you were, but I just want that to be known. They really do love me. We have come a long way. But this is a major issue because of the religion that I was raised in and that they still practice very yeah. and, it, and hold very, very dear to their hearts. And they're trying to reconcile and they have come leaps and bounds in the last, you know, uh, however long, how old am I now? I'm turning uh, 40, 17 years that, you know, I've been out almost now. 15 or so. I thought you were saying you were 17. <laughs> <laughs> I am 17. Here's a question. I, I, I do want to ask this question. Would you get your, uh, your nieces or nephew or little brother? This American Girl doll. Yes, if they were into... Well, actually, yes, I would get my niece this doll. Yeah, yes. if they were into American Girl dolls. It's just, I mean, maybe my seven-year-old niece is into dolls. My oldest niece is like a tomboy basketball player. So Yeah. Um, she, my niece loves American She does girl not doll. love dolls, but like Naya loves dolls. Hina loves dolls. Evie loves dolls. So I would get him this doll because honestly, I don't think the whole aunt, like her lesbian aunt, is the point of the doll. Oh, no. And that's why I would get that. That's why I'd be fine getting them this doll because this doll has so many other things to her life. Just like my identity is not just that I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm, you know, I'm an actor. I'm a pianist. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm an uncle. I'm all these other things. Sinner and a saint. He does not feel ashamed. <laughs> So I would get them the doll because again, it's just like, it just shows a part of life. And it's not like yeah. they're like, this is Kira, the doll with lesbian ants. No, this is Kira who loves animals and, and goes to spend and the environment. 
So I feel like these people are making a molehill or a, what is it? The mountain, mountain of a molehill mole here. Yeah. And it's like, I get, think we your, can agree, get like, your head out of your ass. These kids, these little girls probably that got this doll, I, I guarantee. They probably didn't even read the book. Right over their head. <laughs> I guarantee they weren't like, <gasps> lesbians. They were like, cool, a doll. Woo. It doesn't look like me. I also just want to go on the record that American Girl dolls are creepy and I don't like them. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I meant to say that before. Uh, I, my nieces, all of my nieces have been into American Girl doll at one time or another. And at one point there were these shoes that they were like rain boots oh, yeah. and you can get I like the matching. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, Luke and I went hunting for the, the boots at the American Girl doll New York store. And it's terrifying. It's a bunch of dolls that are going to stab you and kill you and steal your identity. Your They're also just so expensive. They're so, so expensive. What? <laughs> So that's why I'm not getting her the doll because I can't afford it. Same. <laughs> Donate the money to the Actors Fund instead. Thank you. I can't afford the donation either. <laughs> not you. People Donate the money stuff. to the Gays Pod. Yes. You can find us at Instagram, Facebook at the Gays Pod, and email us at thegayspod at gmail.com. Oh. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what is, what is your hot take on this. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Uh, as we've mentioned in the past, we are a um, a low key drag race recap <laughs> podcast. Welcome, welcome. Listen, uh, baby, we were born this way. Uh, She's um, already done had. So hers. let's briefly, briefly talk about this week's episode. Uh, thoughts? What you ever think? Bored. Uh, <laughs> that was my one word for this week. Bored. Hateful. <laughs> it wasn't eventful. Yeah, it was. A, well, it, it, we were Minus also coming off of a very. It was a, a very eventful, very eventful week last, week. last yes. episode. So it made sense that this one would dip a little bit. But let's go into it. Um, this episode was a disco dance challenge. They went through all the stages of disco. I will say uh, I did a disco um, review show. Oh, so yes. I felt a little traumatized it by it. It was great. I enjoyed uh, that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. What, Joel's show or the disco yes, thing? No, oh, I was going to say because show. I didn't like the disco thing they did. I sadly uh, didn't get show. to see Joel's show. Honestly, I, I low-key, I am a disco. I love disco. Oh, yeah. The show wasn't bad. The people were cool. <laughs> it was just the whole going to Atlantic City every once a week was a lot. But I, I do miss those folks, and it was a fun time. It's Fine, I'll admit it. I had fun. It's good. If you're music. listening out there, I miss you guys. Uh, but <laughs> and the back to drag was, race. The runway was the runway what? was little black dress. Yes, little black yes. dress. So uh, let's start with the challenge. We'll go briefly through it. And, and before we get to the challenge, I know you had some thoughts, Jeremiah. Oh, I'm just so disappointed in this Mean Girls trio happening. It's giving me Alaska Talks vibes, and I'm just not here for it. <laughs> Can I say? Um, so uh, Alfred and I were watching. And we went to commercial and they showed the preview. It was like, we're mean girls. And literally Alfred and I both were like, oh, that's going to work out well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. And I, I want to have this conversation with you a little bit. What were they thinking? Like, I no. I, I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong. It's the 13th season of Drag Race. There has been Alaska Talks. Before that, it was Raja season. They had the... Um, the boogers and the, oh, the yeah. what they call themselves. I don't remember. I can't but, remember. Yeah, if you remember, let the... us know. But... <clears throat> um. It never, it never looks good. Whether or not no, you win, not a good it's still it's not a good look. And in this media sphere where social media is happening and, and oh, I hate you, you know, all this shit happens. I don't understand how you couldn't in the moment be like, maybe this isn't the tea. Maybe in this moment, like, yeah. we're, this isn't working out well. Because even in the workroom, they were like, oh, y'all are the click. And it's like. It's just Ugh. not cute. Also, it's, like, it's not cute. Love Tina Burner. Yeah, love Tina Burner. But she's like, a drag queen is loud, in your face, opinionated. I'm like, yes, that's how you are. And we love that. But also, 
don't tell a room full of drag queens what a drag queen is. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not real. It's like me saying a gay person is this and this and this. No, that's how you define yourself as a gay person. But other gay people can exist differently. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't cute. Yeah, not my it's favorite not thing. Um, I loved Olivia Lux's uh, opening up about her past weight issues and coming out as a teenager. It was just really touching. It was great to see that side of her. And like, I love a good weight loss story. It gives me hope that I can get out of this <laughs> pandemic weight. Um, but I do. It's just it's it was just lips, really <laughs> it was really inspiring. Um, I she's just, so joyous too. Yeah, she's just, just seeing so happy. Like, she and RuPaul even mentioned it. it's like that. You can't buy that. That she's radiating that joy out of the TV. Oh, absolutely. It's so yeah. Those stories always just resonate. Um, yeah. I was dead at the Utica quote dancing during the um, practice when she like attempted the car wheel and just ended up the like floor. on the ground. Just kept moving her little. I love Utica <laughs> so much. Oh gosh, I love so Utica great. so much. Never would have guessed that happening, but I. Fucking love her. I, yeah, because yeah, I remember that first episode with you, and you're like, "What is this? What is happening?" Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah, sort of. It was well, that was a remnant from I've already said her her pre show interview. I was like, "No, don't like it. Don't <laughs> yeah. no, thank you." But now I've realized that Utica is my dear friend Deanna Ott. <laughs> like she is. Oh my, she God. is Utica. <laughs> like Utica should have to pay Deanna um. Royalties. Uh, royalties, yes, because <laughs> they are the same person. They are. It's just, I see it and now. I told yeah. Deanna that. She was like, wow. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh. And I was like, you have to watch the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I liked, of course, Tamisha's story about like the teachers who inspired her. Like We all have those teachers in our lifetime, and if you're gay, it was your AP English teacher. No, it was your choir. <laughs> it was your show choir teacher. It was my show choir How teacher. dare you? It was my AP English teacher. It was Brenda teacher. Meckling, who just announced that she's retiring. <laughs> Mine was Mr. Kersey. Rooting Kersey. for you, Brenda. Come to New York when it's safe. Love you, Mr. Kersey. Oh. Thank you for being a great English yeah, teacher. Yeah, I had great. my music mom. It was not my English teacher. Yeah. Also, but I did. I did have English teachers. I loved Miss Spain. Love her. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, Spain. Miss Spain was the English Spain. English Spanglish. Never Lorraine mind. and Spain stays mainly. In Just the play. kidding. <laughs> um. So let's go to the challenge. Let's talk about that. Uh, who did you think stood out? Who bored? <laughs> All of it. All of it. I, well, I was very confused that nobody was lip syncing. Let's. Well, it was because it was a dance challenge. But let's be honest. Not coming for anybody. What was that choreographer doing? nothing apparently <laughs> yeah it just it felt know. like all the choreography was like and now you're gonna step touch now you're gonna swing a hula around your arm and it's they've had so many incredibly talented choreographers in the past yeah. like why not bring back Alyssa like, where was a lot like, of the do disco you remember when Alyssa edwards did that choreography yeah. that went it was great Bring back her. Like I didn't get the how the hula hoops had to do with sex. Besides when they put the hula hoop around them and like kind of you know did like a little it was bad. It was bad. I didn't get that either. I don't know. I thought Lala Ree looked great. Olivia looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina looked fantastic and was living, even though she was kind of long and lanky in it. But like that, I'll dress be honest. Was fantastic. Tina looked like, and I loved it because, but Tina looked like Molly Shannon doing disco, <laughs> and I was like, yes, we're oh love God. it. And it I have to say, fantastic. Like, you know, I, I you heard me last week. I'm sick of this fire engine red palette that she does. She was but blonde. It worked, yeah, in that. Dress. Oh, the disco. That was her that best disco version dress. Of it. Yes, that yes. was the best look. The of little, the fire engine the red stuff. The little yeah. black dress that yeah. I was not a fan. Oh, well then let's go well, into the let's <laughs> let's go into the uh the runways. Uh, uh do we all remember everyone's looks? Yes. Jeremiah, do you want to list them off and we'll tell us our thoughts? 
Bored. <laughs> Again, no. I was bored with all I didn't think no, any just, of the looks no, this week were great. Just say the name. We'll I know, go I know, one I know, but one. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I just was bored by their looks. Um, Olivia Lux. Oh, she mama. She the, won the challenge. Let's go, a, yes, let's go one by one. It was a strapless dress. I was so mad that she won with that dress because that dress was... Shh. Well, I will say then, it was the worst top three runway I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. All three of them were not so good. Olivia Lux, it, she was giving my disco version of disco because she did yeah, look like her yes. disco look was fantastic. No, 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 you're missing. She was giving my version of disco because she looked like a cocktail waitress at the Hard Rock Hotel. Exactly. Like, and that's my version of disco. She looked like she was coming up to that slot machine, being like, "Here is your your Tito soda." <laughs> yeah, and, and look, like it was bad. The wig was, was amazing. Fantastic. Her face looked great. That dress was. Mama, that I was, was a cocktail waitress. Shocked that not <laughs> once in the untucked on the runway that nobody read her for that dress. Nobody clocked it. It was, nobody it was unbelievable. Read her for the dress. Unbelievable. Love Olivia Lux. <laughs> loved her wig. Loved her face. Hated yeah. the dress. Happy she won. She nailed the disco challenge, but like the runway was awful. It probably benefited her that no one, none of the top ones had yeah, a great look. I digress. Um, Next. Elliot with two T's. It wasn't memorable, but I didn't hate it. Same. Yes. I was the same. The coat I thought was nice. The coat, it was, was, the coat was made it work. It just, it looked off the rack. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Tina Burner. I hate it. It looks so cheap. Well, here's I'm my thought sorry. also. It and the wig was terrible. The wig was bad. And then, so she had the handprints. It was a black dress with handprints uh, on her boobs and on her butt of her signature orange and yellow. But she had gloves on that weren't the colors. If I was going to have handprints that I, I handprinted myself because I was painting, which is what she did. She walked out in a wet paint look. Yeah. Took it off. Well... And how to dress with oh, handprints. Well, I thought it was that other her people hand- touched her. Yeah. I think uh, it was that was her story I think it was line. supposed to be like other people were growing. But my her. problem with it was that they so, were too high. They weren't grabbing her breasts. They were resting their hands on top of her breasts. But still, yes. the, <laughs> she too. still grabbed herself and grabbed her ass. That is true. Hands. I would have had one palm with orange and one palm with yellow. Be yeah. like, oh, I did this. It didn't make sense to me. That's very smart. I don't know. It, um, it was just bad. Denali. Her disco look was terrible it was she like a shapeless like a disco ball she, like yeah <laughs> a deflated disco she ball. looked like a disco square it was yeah. like one rectangle of shit i did like her kiss of the spider woman moment though it was too yeah. halloween store it, it was, was it, but it, it was, was spirit of halloween it was too that dress came in a little ziploc bag with a plastic <laughs> hanger i don't know i thought it was kind of pretty it was uh, so basic. got mick i'll be honest when when i heard the the, the category was a little black dress my, I said to them, my idea would be to wear a nude bodysuit and have a little black dress on a hanger as a purse. And so she sort of did that. Seeing it, after I thought of it as the joke, I didn't think so much about the body as I did the little black dress on a hanger. Seeing it, I was like, oh, this is a lot. It was a lot. It but was like, a lot. the body is The beautiful. body was on point. The body joke point. was there. But in a, in a weird way, I was like, oh, I guess I didn't like it as much as I thought about it. But it was, you know, I, I can't complain because it was, it was exactly what my mind went to. It's a lot. So it was fine. And she committed to it. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's true to her story and she's oh, yeah, no, I her loved, body, I which the, I think is great. But yeah, it was. Loved the body positivity though about it, especially oh, being yeah. a trans contestant. And like, I, I loved that aspect of it. Yes. So it was fierce. Um, I'll be honest. This episode was the, the least I disliked Gottmik. And I haven't yeah. liked her in other episodes, but okay. I, she maybe is growing on me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Lallery. Uh, so short. <laughs> So that it was, was too short, too, too short. short, too short. It was just, and it was kind of basic. Rose yeah. hated. <laughs> Sorry, is I love she, you, Rose. I love you. Don't I, listen to I this. was not a fan of it either, but what is this weird ruffle thing that she has going on? I know, it was a she lot looked of like a scrubby. Like, cause she, yes. she looked like a sponge scrubby. This is like the third time that she's worn like weird the ruffles. fringe on her shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And I'm it like, it was a weird choice. 
Especially knowing, and it could be, listen, it could be you bring so many looks Maybe. and you don't think that they'll line up one, two, three. Right. And they do. But it was a weird. It was a weird shape. It was weird, I didn't, you it know. It was a weird shape. I can shape. see her shape. It yeah. was weird. Also, I know we're halfway through this, but Little Black Dress, it turns out, not a great category. No. Like, no. no. Not a great category. Um, Simone. I, that was, I thought it was great. It was the braids with oh, the, and the, I couldn't tell at first that it was braids on TV. Yes. Same with like on, it on took Tina's dress. It and then I was like, oh. Yeah, on Tina's dress too, there was a lot of texture that I saw on. It was like lacy. Yeah, on, um, on, untucked, but I couldn't tell on the runway. Yeah, I couldn't tell it was hair at first, but once I knew it was hair, it was like, oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I think if you're going to do a hair look like that, I would have loved to see it connected. Like it looked like it's your hair that's coming around. Oh, I did love the, the whale blonde. tail on the back, oh. but she turned around and she had like yes. the whale tail thong looking. I thought that was no, great. I love that. Love that her. Great. I love her perspective. I, it yeah. wasn't when I, I, I feel like now I have an unfair, like high expectation of what she's going to walk out in. And so that one was like, okay, but like I, but I wanted a little, look but she's time, gorgeous. Yeah. And like how much body stunning. oil is she going through? Cause her body I, is Glowing. Glowing. She's <laughs> stunning. Like, who does who does she buy the oil from? She needs to be a sponsor for them. That should be her first bit of merch. Literally. Like, God, that body is beautiful. Okay, <laughs> uh, Utica Queen. Okay, I'm mixed. I, Do you want to go? I actually really kind of, I loved it. Same. It's quirky. It, like, the matching her earrings. It was very Audrey Hepburn, but, like, off the chart like i i was here for it i love her i do you want to say it? no yeah i agree it's just that like i agree with the judges you shouldn't have to yes. explain the look yes 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 but brilliant oh it was hilarious once i, I was like once she's I her re- earrings i was cracking up once i realized it but yeah yes the judges are far away and god god bless lonnie love I, a i love lonnie love but b the co- the, yes, the guest yes, yes, yes. yeah um and but also, she gave such a useful advice. She was like, you shouldn't have to explain it. Like yeah. you said, like, we can't see your earrings. They're two inches tall. But like the fact that once they realize, they're like, oh, my God, you have the hook on your yeah. ear. To see like, Michelle yeah. realize it was yes. really cool. She really, kinda... but it reminded me very much of like um, the evil witch from like, oh, what am I thinking of? It, there's, there's the been, witches? Not the witches, <laughs> like uh, the Huntsman, which is a play that was off Broadway. Oh, yes. Yeah, puppet, you know, yeah. I saw it. It was great. Okay. My or, friend actually did the costume. but Really? Yeah, we'll get into it. It was good. It's on Broadway HD. Carol. Uh, and uh, also, there's another like witch character that kind of came out in a movie. But she reminded me very much of like an Aussie-in kind of like, a moment. robot. It was yeah. very interesting. But I love when she used her purse as a giant lipstick. Yeah. I just... It was cute. I, I don't know. I... Listen, going into the season, I never thought I'd have been like, Tamisha and Utica can do no wrong. But, but here I am. Literally, I, I remember watching the previews and I was like, oh God, this Utica queen's going to go quick. And now I'm like totally I was Utica like on the edge of my seat. I can't use like, the word. God, anybody but Utica. Tamisha. I almost just said Utica stan, but we can't use that word anymore. Oh, we can't use stan. Yeah, nope, if you listen to last it. week's, we have banned stan. too old stan. to use that. We have banned stan. <laughs> uh, Candy Muse. <laughs> Not my fave. I liked the idea. I didn't like, like the judges said, I didn't get the paint. Immediately when she walked out, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I like the pit that she painted her dress on. Leave it at that. But I remember Aja did something very similar to that on well, her she season. Her house, right? Well, but no, not anymore. Oh, they had that right. massive falling out, I guess. Right, right. So, no, like, if you're going to fall out with someone, don't use a look that's similar. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I didn't, but I didn't hate it. And I actually didn't mind the paint, but it just didn't. I feel like I've seen this. Yeah. And I mean, like, there was also the. 
paper dress that uh, Milk did. Yeah. It just felt very reminiscent. And be like, also, if you notice, this is the painted dress of Lady Diana. I'm like, who? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the revenge I, I dress. Have, I was like, yeah. I you painted looks, the revenge dress? I didn't yeah. get that until you, till she said it. And then, but, but if even you're gonna, then. But, it, but if, yeah, if you're going to do the revenge dress, you needed the clutch. Because Diana always had and the clutch. And wear a crown or something yeah. to like reference it. Yeah, I don't it know. It was just, know. it was a little I'd rather not place, spend I wasn't, I wasn't into it. more time on her than we have to. And last but not least, Tamisha, Iman is coming for you. <laughs> she, that was woman. Like, it, she I was thought the a black woman. dress was beautiful. It was beautiful. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't it wasn't no, my favorite. But, but she's stunning. Out of all of them, I was like, this it's beautiful. It, yeah. That's a little black dress. Yeah. Here's what I've always said. Tamisha Mon's drag, it is very classic. It is, it is, it's old school. It is old school. It is pageant realness. She's yes. doing realness. Yeah. She is, I, what I wish that she could do and hopefully when, when she comes back on All Stars. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, I think I hope that she can find a way to elevate what she does because she does it. What she does, she she does so well. I think she will. Well, and then on top of it, she was doing all of this with an ostomy bag. Yeah, we didn't know about that yet. What? Like, and when she said that, I was like, God. And she was like, I couldn't walk six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and I, I do want to go back and say. She looked incredible in in the challenge. Oh, her yes. disco look. Oh, her disco. Yeah, I get what they said that she did look tentative and a little nervous. Well, she does but... this purse thing. You can't see it because it's not a visual medium. But she like purses her lips and has this kind of frightened look. Like there's no smile. She just goes mm, yep. like giving like Zoolander face almost. Yes. <laughs> but no. But I just mean like her makeup. Her oh, her look stunning, was though. stunning. It was. I think it's the most beautiful stunning. she ever looked in the challenge. Yeah. Um. I loved that story about the Osme bag. And yes. Too. And just what she's gone through. She's such an inspiration. And she is coming for you. Absolutely. She'll be back. She'll be back. Um. Well, we haven't said it yet, but clearly, oh, oops. Uh, Tamisha and Candy. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! We're the bottom two. Which was very interesting whoop, whoop. given the episode last week. <laughs> I wonder that had to have been planned. Well, I listen. There's, I don't there's know. Producers Candy on set also didn't do well. They didn't do well, but I think they were like. I think it may have saved Utica. I think it might have oh, been like. Oh, it could have been Utica versus Candy or yeah. Utica versus um, Tamisha. Uh, Tamisha, and then been like, you know what? We need these two to lip sync against each other. Yeah, uh, I do believe that. Absolutely. But um, and then Candy sadly sent our uh, Lord and Saint. Tamisha home. Uh, we're all gonna even when she was walking by those the sneakers stage, now, like in that black and white shot when she comes down the stairs. I was just like, gorgeous. She yes. is so beautiful. She's so beautiful. When when, yeah. when Tamisha Mon is dressed up as a drag queen, like just gorgeous. And I feel like this is the this is the most I would say like she was the first half of the season's narrative, and to go yes. home so early, it's like, well, what are we gonna do next week? Like, yeah. Now who's candy? Who who candy gonna yell at now? Like, I, uh, maybe we'll have some infighting with the mean girls. Maybe we haven't seen much of Tina as much because they're going to bring her more into the end of the season. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I will say, so Tamisha, at the, when she, in her like last goodbye, she was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get better. And I'm going to, I'm going to get healthier. And when I get to all stars, I'll really bring it. And I was like, you know, this is the first time I've seen a queen bring up all stars on their debut season and not me be annoyed. Like, yes i was like yes work queen get back to when she stars. said that i was like can't wait for that season same yeah when she wins like, like I, I just i'd love her i yeah. really 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 loved me and i think it was time for her to go i think the judges were right when they said do we judge her based on like the fact that she's been around the block and that she's going through all these trials or do we judge her like we judge every other queen and ultimately you do have to judge her like every other queen yeah Giving her the respect that she deserves, of course. And oh, yeah. and she even said, you know, it's my time to go. I didn't come here to win necessarily. Yeah. I came here to prove that I could do this. And she's like, and I did. 
and clearly we all love her for it. Yeah, Absolutely. So. so now we're going to start our new segment. Uh, it's called Let's Douche, uh, where we dish on the people that should be douched out of society. Yes. <laughs> let's wash uh, that shit out with everything else. Let's uh, wash that shit right out of my, my ass. Oh, 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 you oh, shit your hair, oh. gross. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, why don't you start? <laughs> All right, on January 29th, celebrity soul cycle instructor Stacy Griffith, douche her, received the COVID vaccine because she claimed to be a quote educator. Oh, gosh. Then she posted about it on Instagram and a severe backlash ensued. Literally WTF. I just don't get it. I, I mean, it's it's stupid. She did apologize, saying that it was a terrible error in judgment, and frankly, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bad. I mean, that's putting it mildly. So, um, I, yeah, douche, douche her. Bye. Yes. Bye. So my uh, let's douche is country singer Morgan Wallen. He, he was suspended indefinitely from his label, dropped from his booking agent, and banned from country radio's biggest companies, and also removed from streaming playlists after TMZ released a video of Wallen using a racial slur. This comes just months from being disinvited from SNL for breaking COVID protocols, even though they did, months later, allow him to come on the show. A show that did not age well. No. 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 I mean, what's interesting, though, how I mean, many times do you have to get a second chance before you realize, oh, I should stop fucking up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bye. Bye. Flash. Douche her. Him. <laughs> Mine this week is uh, Marilyn Manson um, after Ooh, multiple allegations. Um, but the big one was uh, Evan Rachel Wood. She came forward um, citing physical and sexual abuse and that um, he groomed them and broke them down through means of starvation, sleep deprivation, and threats against their life. Oh. Um, it's just disgusting. Just, yeah, it really is. And... Uh, his his record label Loma Vista has dropped him, um, as of now. So, but bye. It's sad He's too because yeah. I read some articles where it's like it was always right there in front of everyone. Yeah, like there was an interview he did, I think for Rolling Stone, and they had an issue. I I believe it's Rolling Stone. If not, I'll correct it next week. Where he had to issue like they issued a like oh shit we fucked this up because in the interview he was like yeah uh, I've, I've been calling her and cutting myself and telling her like if she doesn't come back I'll kill myself and Ugh. like I wanna like he said all these things in an interview where all these people in the room were not like we shouldn't publish this we shouldn't encourage this yeah. but the industry encouraged him for so long, long. too long yeah. and it's just sorry I don't wanna monopolize it it's, it's disgusting Marilyn it's Manson, yeah uh, is there anything else Douche to say? No. Just no. flush that shit down the toilet. Uh, it, well, just in case, I, I do want to say this on the podcast. If you are currently uh, a victim of domestic abuse or violence, please reach out. You can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you need help, please, please reach out. Also, yeah. for, for our brothers and sisters, if you are a LGBTQ person, call one 888 843-4564. That's the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender National Hotline. One more time. It's 1-888-843-4564. And if you're an LGBT youth, you can call 1-800-246-7743. That is for the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender National Hotline Youth Hotline. So please, we encourage you, if you need help, please reach out for help. Don't waste another day. 
life does get better. You just have to ask for help. Yeah. And we'll get those out on our socials. Yeah, too. absolutely. So we do. Does that feel clean? Yeah. I feel great. <laughs> I feel ready for anything. I feel so skinny. I'm pretty sure that's my first time. <laughs> uh, final thoughts? Um. Yes. Guess what's coming to Disney Plus? No, you stole mine! Oh, is it yours? <laughs> I watch The View every day, so I already knew this was happening. Jeremiah, you can go. You, you guys go. share your you final thought together. Final thought together. See, final listen, thought. how genuine that is. We both came and cute. we were going to share. We were like, we've got a big surprise. <laughs> Impossible. It's possible. <laughs> Why are you down here? It's up here. <laughs> For those who don't know, Luke, go ahead. Uh, Rogers and Hammersteins, but Brandy and Whitney Houston, Cinderella, will be coming to Disney Plus. Finally. You're like, Cinderella by Houston and, and Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it's by anybody, it's by, it's by Whoopi, okay? Oh, Jason Alexander, Victor the, Garber. The casting in that was just, it's beautiful. I loved it. And I, I love the design. It. It's like some, it's very like random, like kind of. Um, it's like so 90s. Organic-y shapes. It's like they took like the weird shapes from Friends and then made it into a fairy well, it's tale. very like kind of Gaudi Spain type, you know, colors and shapes. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a great version. Did you say Gaudi? Gaudi, G-A-U-D-I. Like Gaudi? No, 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 no. The, the architect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Architect artist, he uh, the La Sagrada Familia Cathedral in Spain and Barcelona, the unfinished big. big. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, my it's one of my niece's favorites, and I texted my sister. I'm like, it's coming out on Disney Plus. She's like, oh, thank goodness, we don't have to pull it up on YouTube anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I'm dead. Oh, anyway, that's my final thought. My final thought, since Luke stole mine. (laughs) Sorry. Um, How do you like it? Is I'm so thrilled we have dogs back in the White House. Champ and Major, and and which one is one of them? The rescue, I think. I think Major is the rescue. Major, Just like yeah. our mascot for the podcast, Louise. Louise, we love her. She's sitting on Joel's. She's lap in my right lap right now. now. She gave me so many kisses today when I came over for the podcast. Love her. Um, yeah, it's. I don't think Louise does not follow COVID protocol. <laughs> no, Louise does not follow COVID protocol. I don't know who it was who said it, but you know the previous tenant in the white house didn't have any dogs and didn't have any animals didn't have any animals and there was something about like it's a sign of like a crazy person if they don't have like if animals don't want to be near you that you should believe them now that doesn't mean if you don't have a pet you're a crazy person because i don't have pets myself but i am crazy so i think he's on record of saying that like he thinks having pets are weird yeah, like and I think that's animals. weird. So I'm just yeah. I'm happy to see dogs in the White House again. Well, so is Louise. I got to tell my dog. I was like, listen, there's a rescue in the White House. It Aww. is, yeah. And she was like, why did you adopt me? You can get up there. <laughs> I mean, Biden could have adopted um, me, and I was like, go to yes. your room. To your but room. they are going to get a cat soon, which I am oh. excited about, because it's been a while since a cat's been in it's the been White House. It's been a while. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, anyway, my Joel, yours. <laughs> my final thought. It's not as uplifting. It never is. But we did pass four hundred and fifty thousand uh, American deaths related to COVID. It's still a very real thing. Uh, we are taking it seriously. We are in a little pod, mm-hmm. um, in our own little corner, exactly in our, in our own, own little, little chairs. We can be whatever <laughs> we want to be. Please remember to there. there and there's the new variants now. Uh, I'm wearing two masks if I'm going to a grocery store or if I'm going to be indoors with, uh, like on a, if I'm indoors, like at a grocery store or on the subway, 
Uh, I'm taking the extra precaution. Just please remember, it is still happening. Uh, thankfully, we have taken a step closer to a COVID relief package. Thank uh, we didn't really touch yes. much on that, but that's that's being worked out. Uh, we are the, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We can see it, but it's still far away. It's a long tunnel, and it's indoors, so make yeah. sure you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourself, and by taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your neighbors. Uh, it's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about all of us. So please, please, please take this seriously and be aware. Get tested regularly. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Um, Get your vaccine when you can. Absolutely. Yeah. But don't jump the line. Yeah, don't jump the line. If you're a spin, if you're a spin instructor out there. <laughs> um, so with all that uh, being said, please find us on social media. Uh, I think we asked you several questions. Uh, let us know uh, if you've made the Puxitani Paloma or if you want to know how to make it. Let us know. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, let us know uh, your favorite Marjorie Taylor Greene insane theory. <laughs> or if you even want to sponsor a cocktail. Oh, yeah. If you want to sponsor a cocktail, let us know. We'll give you our Venmo. Uh, and you can buy the, the co-host the and our producer a drink. We'll even name the cocktail after you. And Joel's very good with puns, so he'll I, come up with a great I, name. Uh, I, uh, I, I have a lot of pun. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having me. I've loved being here. Yeah. It's Hopefully been great. I'll come back again. It's been fun. We'll, oh. circ- <laughs> we'll circulate you through. Jeremiah will be back soon, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but until next time, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you very soon. Have a good week. Bye! Bye. Wouldn't it be nice if we were younger? Then my back wouldn't hurt so bad. Yeah. Tamisha, Iman, it's coming Coming for for you. you. (laughs) Tamisha, Iman. But no one remembers anything after that. Tamisha, Iman, it's coming for you.